And that's tough, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. it's tough to it's it, it's tough to pick yourself up from that. I mean, you, you said it's okay to be a minor leaguer, but once you've tasted once cool. you've tasted the big leagues, being a Triple A yeah. baseball player is not that much fun anymore, is it? No, it's not. It'd be look, and and that's where the growth of in as as far as a person go, comes to. You know, I got the Triple A in my first full season of pro ball, and. I, I was in a group where it was terrible. I just every, you know, I was 22 years old. All these guys are old. They're, they're cranky. It's the end of the year. Um, there's this new kid that's taking over spots and and doing things. And so I got treated like crap. Um, and that resonated with me. And so when I got sent down the following, after I got called up the following year and then sent down that started, you know, that, that saltiness started to go on to me. Why? why that that wasn't who i was and and that that bothered me because i always remember being an ass like i was just an ass for a while and it took me a while to be and remember to be a great teammate because you got so selfish in so many things in so many ways and it was you know the triple a thing once you get there is awesome the first time once you get sent back it's like they didn't want you upstairs what do you got to do to get back up there and I, I, that, that took me a while to understand. And I'm, I, I think I was, I, it, it took a while to actually talk about, you know, and, and, and completely embrace that. Look, it's not like they don't want you, but you're doing things that are wrong that you have to correct as an individual to get better. You said in uh, sort of some self-reflection here, I, I was an ass and it took me a while to, to realize that. Uh, what did change? What did make you realize that? What did um, help you um, understand that that's what was happening to you? And that's, I don't know if what you had become is the right way to put it. Oh, man. I, I think in, in 09 with the Giants, uh, it was a year after I got, you know, I was supposed to be the starting second baseman in 08, tore my Achilles. Uh, and through that rehab process, I was around the game. It was making me miserable because I wanted to play so bad. And, and I knew that opportunity was in front of me that, it, look, I had no control over my Achilles blowing. It was like, um, but I let that, I let that fester too much. And so the guys that came up and, and did they earn it? I don't, whatever. That's, that was what ate at me instead of being like, I got to accomplish what I got to have to, to get better. Right. It, it, my, my focus was too much on the guys and uh, that had jumped me because no one had jumped me. That was the first time in, in pro ball, someone had finally jumped me in, in, in rank, you know, not a, not a veteran, but younger guys. And so it took so much time. And I, it was Oh nine in, in the off season after, you know, a struggle, uh, Nate Sheerholtz, one of my best friends, uh, we went to Puerto Rico and played and we had, a you know, so many conversations, uh, you know, he and I on the beach before games, after games, but it was just remembering that we're in an uncomfortable situation in Puerto Rico. Are you going to be, you know, in close, like in your own like cocoon and, and, and not, you know, spread your wings and be a good teammate, or are you going to just embrace 
And it was, it was that time it took me to know and understand to embrace what was in front of me, you know, earn what was going to be, you know, you're in winter ball. You're, you're not given, Oh, well, you're going to play second base and that's it. You don't have to worry about anything. No, you had to earn your bats. And if someone jumped to you, well, that's the, that's the test. How do you react to that? And that is the thing that like you get lost in with the, with the journey, right? You get lost at times because you're, you want it so bad that you forget about the main goals of the day. And the main goal of every day should be wake up and prep the win instead of waking up and I have to do this. Joining us uh, right now to talk about a little bit, former big leaguer Kevin Franzen joins us. Uh, he currently does uh, the radio games for the Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Kevin? Former former teammate. Right, of mine, by the team, way, this thing is insane. Huh? The first experience of the winter meetings. This yeah. is your first one. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You'll, you'll always remember your first. <laughs> no, but I'm like. I'm walking, walking around in the lobby going, wow, this is incredible to see all the guys on their phones. You got the Rosendahls doing their thing, the J.P. Morosis, you know. I think that's the funnest part to it's watch. It's like watching them like, dude, they never look up. No. Isn't it funny how small everybody is? Have you noticed what, that? See, like, because like, I'm the, the size one of the, the Kevin Matembo, you know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, because one of the, a couple of the guys from ESPN.com walked by, and I'm like, wow, that's him? Yeah, Jeff like, Passon. I had never seen him right? up close and personal. Yeah. Why do they have to be that short? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't making fun. I just want to say that everybody looked a little smaller. They look bigger on TV. They look bigger on TV. But you know what? As the old you, saying goes. Yeah. As we see it, like, with an Adam Schefter and all that. You know how pro those guys are, though? They are. So you've mentioned a little bit about preparation. Um, what are some of the other parallels, if there are, between playing baseball and broadcasting? Routine. Get in a good routine. Uh, you know, it's, do you want to be superstitious? No. Broadcast is not like that much, but routine is huge. Get to the field, do this. Get to the field, do that. So when you get to the time where the, the first pitch is being thrown, you're not going, oh, man, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Just attacking the day with with a plan, with a purpose, you know, and, and understanding who you are. Look, I, I'm a routine-oriented person. And for me as a baseball player, I had to do my things, not as a superstition, but as a routine. I had superstitions, but my routine was not a superstition. It just got me relaxed and calm. And that's how you want to be as a broadcaster. Like I've done all the prep, everything that I've done in the order I needed to do it because it just flowed. And if that flows, what's going to happen? Your broadcast is going to flow. And, and that's the way I look at it as routine is very, very, very parallel to, you know, broadcasting baseball. Two things about broadcasting and, um, and, and I'll see if you concur here is I use, I use um, broadcasting, I use sports as a sort of a metaphor for understanding young broadcasters. 
you know, you practice during the week, you do everything, you watch film, you, you make your charts, you do all of those things. And then when the game starts, there's a little bit of, of butterflies in your stomach, but once the first pitch is thrown or once they turn the red light on, it's like playing a game. It's like you've mm -hmm. prepared, you're done. And now whew, this is the fun part. This is why we work our ass off to get well-prepared because the fun part of it is the microphones in front of us and we get to talk about sports. hundred percent. A hundred percent. I learned that from you. Really? I mean, believe it or not, John, but like, I mean, you'd be at our games and, and, you know, broadcasting from our games, doing your sports updates and then, to go into your house before a San Jose State football game, to watch the prep, the cards, the everything, that was always in front of me. Hmm. Like always something I remembered. It's not something that like, I, I remember walking in the front door, dining room on the right, there on the table is the folders, the 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 post-it notes, the, the, the papers, and that was prep. And that was like just something that always resonated with me because that's how you're supposed to do it. And it's not like, oh, to be a great broadcaster, you got to do this, this, and this. No, you need to prep. Plain and simple. Like you could you could say anything and everything about all the other things that you do. I have not, I haven't been in this long enough to say you have to do this. I do know I could say 100% prepping is for me, without a doubt, the number one thing. I also um, share with the, with the broadcasters uh, that, um, that the only people who, who don't know how difficult broadcasting is, or, 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 or let me, let me put it the other way. The only people who think broadcasting is easy are the people who've never tried it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And that it is a job. It is work. It is, it is, it um, is there is a grind. You got to go to a job. It's a job. I mean, yep. it's cool and it pays well and you get exposure and people talk about you and they either yell at you or they respond to something on social media. There's a lot of things that go on around it, but it's a job. It, it, it It's a job, but it's a very fulfilling job, mm -hmm. right? Because if it if it's a job that is a part of your passion, oh man, it's so fun, yeah. right? It, it, it just, I, I don't know. We lost, you know, Alex Trebek and the, in the last couple of weeks and, uh, I always look at him and I'm and it, look, he was a, a game show host who knew his stuff better than anything, whether he had cards or not, it was that presentation that made you feel comfortable. Right. And so it, you could tell there was a passion for doing jeopardy and it just, it, so it doesn't matter if you're calling sports or, or doing a game show or whatever, like that passion comes, comes out and it's, it's not easy, but, that passion will get you through a lot. Correct. Right. I mean, it, it, right. it's something that where if you don't know it, if you're passionate about something, you're willing to go and learn about it. Yeah. You know, early in my life, Kevin friends and Philly's broadcaster is with us. I'm John Schrader uh, early in my life. And I have no idea where it came from. I got this bug of broadcasting and I wanted to be a broadcaster and I tried it in college and it was the coolest thing ever. And I never lost that bug. Um, did you, did you get that? you know, and I, I'm not going to use the term virus, but did you get that something that, that, that got inside of you when you first tried broadcasting and, um, and, and it didn't leave you, it didn't want to want to go away. I, I, I like connecting with people and connecting my passion to people, right. As far as being able to, um, you know, sports has been part of my life forever, uh, with my, both my parents being coaches and teachers and all that stuff. Well, 
I saw the connection they had with their players. And I know my connection with all my coaches. Well, I don't really want to coach. I didn't, I didn't have that, that, that bug to do it, but I had a, a passion and, and, and something within me that wanted to connect with people about my passion. And broadcasting was one of those things. Once I got on, I was like, this is great. Now, there's two different worlds of broadcasting. That's the, the talk show broadcasting, which I felt like there was more of a, a grind than there was with broadcasting baseball games and calling baseball games to me is, uh, I mean, you get the bug. You're like, yeah, I want more. Like, I, 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 I just don't want to do 81 games. I want to do 162. Now the bug is, do I, I, I want to, you know, be able to, call games myself, do play by play. And so it's continuous work and, and all that stuff, but there's that bug, right? It's always trying to get better and talk about it and, and, and know that you're never going to be good enough, but you got to always try to attain it. Yeah. That's why um, people who do television sports, people who do talk shows, people who do um, other things, try actual live game action. And most of them find that same sort of feeling. Now, not everybody is qualified to do it, um, but they find that same sort of adrenaline, that same sort of excitement, you know, where whether you like it or not, and you you went to college and got a degree in business, right? Mm-hmm. But um, whether you like it or not, what we really are doing is journalism when we're broadcasting games yeah. is that we're reporting the facts of the game, but we're, but we're doing it in real time. And that's both the responsibility, the accountability, the sort of odd part about it, but we're doing it in real time. But everything you report about a game uh, it, you're doing, you're just not a journalist in that sense, but you're acting as one. That's how well, I look at it. Isn't, isn't it about, isn't it our job to, to grow our game? Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you could take that within it, I think is, is a huge thing because you want people to like, for me, I want people to love the Phillies, even when we struggle. So it's just trying to, to do that because we're trying to grow the game. Mm-hmm. We're trying it, it as a journalist, as a broadcaster, as whatever, our goal should always be the same. And that is to put the baseball on a pedestal right. and, and, and make sure that it, it, it gets there because I feel like too many times we're, we're, ah, this game's changed so much as, you know, I don't know what we're seeing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, great. We're on the negative side too much. Or how are we trying to grow the game that way? As our friend Ken Korak says, our job is to report what happens in the game, but really we're selling tickets. That's what we're doing. So true. You know, that's what we're doing, isn't he? Yeah. So he's um, he's so good. 